my god, you posted that? Delete it. I feel so attacked right now. Don't, Don't act me like, like that. that. Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of Don't At Me. I'm your host, Michaela Copeland, and I'm ready to tick and talk on social media with you today. Yes, I know what you're thinking, shoes back. Not quite like a Backstreet Boys comeback, but when you're sick and then you're on holiday, what can you do? I basically moved out into the doctor's office at this point, but it's all looking up. I have my voice back, so I'm ready to roll. Today, we're creeping into the world of TikTok, the app that is everyone's guilty pleasure. It's getting a bad rep, because of all the 12-year-olds, but man, once you're on it, you're on it and you're not getting off it. We'll be looking into how it's changing the game, comparing it to like YouTube and Vine and addressing some concerns. I have a theory that TikTok got its name from like the sheer amount of time that you waste on it. Well, not like waste. Now I say like a baby boomer. Okay, boomer. Um, You kids wasting your time on phones and not outside kicking a footy. But time does really fly on the app. You open it and immediately you're like met with a full screen of looping videos and then you swipe downwards to view the next one and it's really that simple. People can like and comment on the videos as well. But in my opinion, there are three game-changing features of TikTok that YouTube or Vine don't have. Firstly, sound clips. When someone uploads a video that you like, you can take the sound from it and make your own version. This unlocks creativity and different perspectives of a single piece of content. I think it's super cool to see the different versions of everything. Dancing is really popular on the platform, so there are often a variety of catchy dances to the same soundbite. Like the Git Up challenge, which is a country dance, or the 223 challenge, which involves like fast feet dancing, sort of like the nut push. Or the more interesting soundbites to me is when the soundbite tells a story and the people add their own lives to it. Like there's one that goes, it all started with my mum, met my dad, and they fell in love. And they had me. Hi, my name's Ryan, and my life is super crazy. And I think it sort of started out as people showing off their mixed breed puppies, like a husky and a sausage dog or whatever. But then people started actually adding their crazy lives, and the trend just took off. The second thing that's making TikTok blow up is duetting. You can easily take another person's video, lay it side by side with yours, And if you do this like on YouTube or Vine, you'd have to think about like copyright and worry about downloading it. But this automatically credits the original person and you can turn it off and on for your videos. The most common form of duetting is reacting to a video. However, others have creative ways they add to a video and some creators make specific videos for duets so it becomes like a complete video with the second half of it. A basic example is sort of like a trick or a DIY and the creator asks for you to duet it so they can see the results of your DIY. And lastly, this one is the best in my opinion. The effects are awesome, like game-changingly awesome. Remember when Apple released their photo booth and we all like freaked out that we could look so silly? Well, this is Apple Photo Booth 2.0. My favorite effect is the green screen one. Like, usually that would take heaps of time and effort and editing skills to set up, but it's super easy with TikTok. And there's, like, one that face tracks you and makes sketches, like, a thousand times funnier. And then there's a clone tool that gives you doppelgangers for a dramatic effect and in the crowd, which makes you look like that you're at a nightclub. They're random, but brilliant in the right context. 
Making these effects easily accessible means that they've enhanced the quality of their platform to overtake things like Snapchat, who just keep introducing AI games that I swear nobody is playing. Give us a green screen already, damn. As a result of these effects, memes are being generated faster than ever. I remember last year someone created sort of like a meme calendar and they'd fill in the top memes each month as we went and they'd just circle back and forth on Facebook. But now TikTok has saturated the market. There's very little evolution of a meme on TikTok. It just sort of like comes out of nowhere. Whereas before TikTok, the original content would be like created, one meme would arise and then that would usually be on Reddit and it would spread to Facebook until Insta comedians are making skits about it and then a celebrity would dress up for it as Halloween. But now with TikTok, the memes rarely leave the platform. The original soundbite, dance, costume, whatever it is, gets created and then it like circulates around the trending page and then TikTok like famous people jump on it. And if it's lucky, it'll make it into like a TikTok compilation on YouTube. But then that's it. Like I haven't seen any memes on Facebook or Insta that have originated off TikTok very regularly. It's sort of like an exclusive club of memes because as soon as it's created, there's like another and it doesn't really have time to spread. So short form content with these effects is the way forward. TikTok even claim to be the leading destination for short form mobile video. They outline their mission as, quote, inspire creativity and bring joy, which I think they do. I think at this point, it's getting more appealing than YouTube. There is a certain standard people are used to watching, like you need the right lighting, camera, content, consistency. Nobody is growing like Shane Dawson used to. From a bottom with cringy videos in his room to making HD documentary about his makeup collaboration with Jeffree Star. And yes, it's in the mail for me, of course, I'm going to jump on that, but... As the business world would say, there are high barriers to entry. A lot of people lose motivation because they see Jeffree Star's high production quality content and they think, I'll never beat that. Plus, you know, all of YouTube's like controversies with demonetization can really make people think it's not worth it. Whereas TikTok, the quality is the same, like filmed on an iPhone, super short videos and no uploading schedule or expectations. It has very low barriers to entry and that's why it's so appealing to aim your creativity there instead of YouTube. Sure, many might start on TikTok and then evolve their skills and go towards YouTube, but it's much easier to start and become TikTok famous than YouTube famous, so you tell me which one people are going to flock to. Because it has the reputation of being for kids, there are a couple of questions around the precautions and responsibility the app has towards protecting them. Now, I sort of sound like a mum here, but like the thing is, I reckon most mums are a bit threatened of TikTok, and there's a few reasons why they should be. If you didn't know, TikTok was formerly Musical.ly and the parent company that started both is called ByteDance, based in China. The online newsroom Working Hard For You reported that in early 2019, the Federal Trade Commission, quote, alleged that Musical.ly illegally collected personal information from children using the app, violating the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act which requires that websites and online services directed to children obtain parental consent before collecting personal information from children under the ages of 13. Okay, but children always lie about their age. How are they supposed to know? Well, again, according to the Federal Trade Commission, Musical.ly did not get parents' consent even though they knew that many kids were using their app. As a result, the company had to pay a 5.7 US million settlement and also take all the recordings made by children under 13 offline. 
Politico.com claims that ByteDance paid what was at the time the largest fine in Federal Trade Commission history for invading the privacy of underage users. And to add to it, this month, as in November, like right now, the US authorities have launched a national security review of ByteDance 1 million acquisition of Musical.ly, according to the New York Times. The 1 billion acquisition happened like two years ago, but the US Senator Marco Rubino requested the evaluation as he cited questions on why TikTok had only a few videos of Hong Kong protests, because that dominated international headlines. To take all the legal jargon out, right, TikTok have been accused of censoring political delicate material like the Hong Kong protests and still have questions on where they saw the data and if it's also on underage children. But that hasn't stopped its growth so far. I mean, because of like all these rampant downloads, safety concerns for children on the app are still pretty constant. I'd say it's like any new social media platform. It's pretty vilified until parents use it themselves. The ABC have reported a few students around Australia are getting themselves in hot water from posting lewd things in their school uniform. And parents are the first to blame the platform. Like, sure, if it's reported and the platform ignores that request, then they should be liable. But who should really be responsible is the school and the parents. Schools need to keep educating about social media in a realistic way, rather than just being like, oh, don't talk to strangers online, because that's pretty unrealistic with, you know, comments these days, it's all public. And people making online friends as well because they don't fit in their normal community. Say if you're in a rural town and you're gay and that's not accepted there, then going online can be the only place you feel like you can be yourself, right? And also they're just like, oh, Facebook, you know, do this with Facebook. Um, You need to start actually thinking about new platforms that come in and start talking about those, not just dismissing things like TikTok. They need to update their content for each platform as each platform has different policies towards children and privacy. Also, parents, read up on these apps. Download it yourself. As an example, um, my boss has a tween daughter on TikTok and he searched her up on my phone. He was pretty astonished to find that she was using her full name as his wife usually monitors this sort of stuff. And that night, I'm pretty sure he made her change it to more a generic, like, cutesy, appropriate name. It's things like that that parents need to monitor because it's not TikTok's fault that your child made an account in their full name. It's sort of your fault because you didn't actually educate them otherwise. No shade to my boss. Um, but yeah, you need to monitor it until the child can make responsible decisions himself. Now it's time to hear from a real life TikToker. She's cute and she's pink. It's oh so kawaii XOXO. Um, I got the opportunity to do a phone interview with her a couple days ago and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. I asked her a few things but mostly like She's been on there and I've only been on there a month and I haven't even physically been on there. I've just been lurking. She makes videos. She's got like 900k plus followers. So guys, she has credibility. She is amazing. Take it away. So I thought we could talk about firstly, like how did you hear about TikTok? Um, well, I just kind of fell into it. I, I mean, I feel that's sort of how most people end up on TikTok, to be honest. I've been on Instagram for many, many years. One of my friends had started on TikTok and did like one of the shoe challenge things that was going around about a year ago now. Yeah. And I saw it because she posted it on her stories. I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. What is this TikTok thing? I want to see what it is. So I downloaded the app um, so that I could do it and was a lurker for about two weeks before I finally posted my first video and I've pretty much posted every day ever since to be honest so wow so what was your first video how did you get into it oh it was just a sound that I liked it was um 
I think it's one from My Little Pony, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was just one that was trending at the time. It kept coming up on my For You page. So I was just like, oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah, it ended up doing reasonably well for like a first TikTok. So I kept going. And like, what's your most popular video? Actually, funny you should say that. Um, my most popular video is actually one that I posted two days ago. Oh. Um, yeah, I've, I posted a video of my shoe collection. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's the last time I checked, it's had about seven point something or other million views wow. in like two days, and it's got a million likes. So that's my most liked video yeah, at the moment. Wow. If you had asked me a couple of days ago, it would have been my uh, fairy godmother video. And I know you've also got YouTube. Did you have YouTube just after TikTok? Um, well, I started YouTube before TikTok, but yeah. I, I was never really particularly dedicated to it. I. Yeah had some pe- some of my fans on Instagram messaging me being like, oh my God, you should do YouTube. So I started yeah. one and I yeah. wasn't very good at it, to be honest. <laughs> and I wasn't particularly consistent. So I sort of gave up on it after a couple of months. And I then it just sort of sat yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think like the, um, the appeal of TikTok is that it takes way less commitment than YouTube to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's so much easier, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I talk about that a little bit um, before this, but definitely YouTube is sort of just going down because people are seeing that there's a standard of quality in there that you've got to match. Yeah. And, you know, you don't you don't evolve like Shane Dawson does, right? You just have to, like, get at that stage and you have to enter the market yeah. at that sort you've got, of Yeah, you've got to start, level. but YouTube is so oversaturated these days, yeah. whereas TikTok is still so new, not everyone mm. isn't on it yet. So it's I feel like it is easier to grow on TikTok than it is on YouTube. But in saying that, I am on YouTube now because <laughs> yeah. once I sort of got going on TikTok I had everybody on there being like oh my god like you should have a YouTube I totally watch it so I have one now I'm a bit more consistent with posting yeah to it it's doing a bit better than it did the first time I was on it but (laughs) still I'm I'm a bit of a YouTube noob (laughs) oh well but um I thought maybe we could talk about some cool things of TikTok Um, absolutely I talk talk about a little bit about the effects because I think they're awesome um and like no other um like you know vinyl youtube they don't easily have like a green screen or like the inverted filter or those sort of things oh, would yeah. take would take editing usually by someone who knows what they're doing on mm-hmm. like after effects so i thought what's like your favorite um effect that you've used oh um yeah i i just don't really use them <laughs> oh, well there you go <laughs> yeah i mean a lot of a lot of the videos that i make i tend to use like do transition stuff mostly so that doesn't really use the filters at all yeah I think that's really cool though (laughs) that's a pretty Mm. cool thing that has come out of TikTok I didn't really see that before um and I also think that the sound bites is really unique to it yeah everyone's sort of redoing them um do you have a favorite one uh I've got to admit I love the um big on thought Oh yay! <laughs> yes, that is so catchy. I'm like, it came out of oh, nowhere. Oh goodness! Yeah, I know. And I just when it first came out, I had it stuck in my head for a good solid week. It was just awful. It was awful and amazing all at the same time. I definitely agree with that one. I know TikTokers had been in a bit of like hot water over mm-hmm. privacy and data. Yeah. Um, but on the social side, is there anything more well, social or technical or anything that you would eliminate off TikTok if you could? Would I eliminate off TikTok? I don't know. I think their chat function is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like their DM system is just absolutely awful. It doesn't work half the time. So, oh, really? I, mean, I probably yeah, I haven't used yeah, it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I use it a little bit, but it's it's just not the most reliable chat system. So, I mean, I probably wouldn't remove it, but I would definitely work on making it a little bit better because it's just not very good. Yeah, so, I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of investing in it at the moment. Like marketers Absolutely. are just sort of starting to pick it up. Um, yeah. I saw also um, that a guy, I think it's Ricky Chains. Um, oh, yeah. He was Ricky. at... Yep, he was at um VidCon and he's yeah, been... I know him quite well actually. Yeah, did you see that he's been appointed like yeah, the head of TikTok for... strategy? Yeah, uh, it's um I'm pretty sure he's working for Born Bread Talent yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, as, as the TikTok strategist or whatever. And I thought it was yeah. really cool that they're actually employing you know influencers that know what they're doing. I mean, it makes sense. He does so well on TikTok. Tim mm. and I actually started around about the same time. Yeah. Yeah, so I've I've chatted with him a fair bit as well because I do some work with Born and Bread as well, so we know each other through there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, he's a delight and he's very clever. <laughs> he's, and do you yeah. think um, talent agencies, like, do you think that there's a real need for them with TikTok? Yes and no. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the same with anything. Like, you know, there are many agencies that do sort of management for, like, uh, Instagram influencers and YouTubers and stuff like that. And mm. I, I think that with TikTok being so new, that's why there isn't that many that do it yet. But I, I think it's it's coming. Like, wherever yeah. there are influencers, there will be yeah. people that want to work with them. So having people that manage those kinds of situations is inevitable, really, I think. Yeah. And, like, when you said you do some work with Bon and Bread, what type of work? Um, I have done some sponsored content with them on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So just because they, they also work with Warner Music, so they get a lot of the um, different songs and stuff going through. I've done some oh, content yeah. for them for like for Ava Max and for Ed Sheeran. Um, I've got some more coming up, but they're not actually launched yet, so I can't tell you what, That's what okay. they are. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I get sponsored content with them. That's so cool. I hadn't even thought about that side of musicians using yeah, TikTok. So oh, absolutely, absolutely. My um. Did you meet Josiah Young at VidCon? No, I don't think so. No, he's he's a young TikToker as well. He's a very sweet guy. Um, he has just launched um his first song, and oh. he's sort of so it's on Spotify and stuff like that. But they it's also just been um, licensed through TikTok as well, so you can use his music to make content as well. So there's a big it's a big thing for musicians getting their stuff on TikTok at the moment. I'm constantly getting. DMs and emails from different musicians asking if I'll mm -hmm. make content using their music and stuff like that because wow. I mean if you think about it like all of the big trends there's mm. always you know there's always an artist that created that song even if you're only hearing 15 seconds of it and having people getting a part of your song completely stuck in their head for weeks yeah. and then having it all over this platform that's got like a really young and new audience to it like it's it's a gold mine it really is true yeah legit you've just blown my mind I didn't even think of that um yeah. I've seen the ride it song from regard I think it is it's like a remix of that Jay yeah. Sean song um but that's recently gone into like the top 50 in Australia and I was like I swear yeah. that's the only like I've only heard it on TikTok but now it's like on yeah. the radio and I'm like what internet meets real life um yeah. but well that's yeah. not the reason why Lizzo's so big at the moment because her really? a lot of her yeah a lot of her songs got picked up by TikTok not long ago. Like the, um, I just took a DNA test, turns out. Oh, yeah. That one. She released that in 2014. Wow, I think did she? I know it was released some time ago, but then that it yep. got picked up for that TikTok trend. 
And that's just sort of launched her career again because everyone's all about Lizzo because they heard her on TikTok. Damn. And, like, I feel like TikTok isn't getting enough credit at the moment. Like, this was definitely my opinion a few years ago. Not years ago, mm-hmm. sorry. Months ago. Yeah. Um, that, like, oh, you know, it's 12-year-olds because I just kept seeing compilations on YouTube of sort of, like, 12-year-olds doing weird dances. And I was yeah. like, And oh, for, for cool. the most part, it is. But, I mean, what you've got to look at is, I mean, especially if you're wanting to be on TikTok to, you know, be an influencer or create content and you're doing it seriously. I mean, you always need to make sure that you've got more than one social media platform that you're working at the same time because they just kind of go hand in hand with each other. Yeah. Yeah. As far as TikTok is concerned, it has got a really, really young audience. But that's Mm. that's not a bad thing because if you get yourself a following now and they love your content, you've got a really young audience that's going to be following you for a really long time. Yeah, they grow. They do. They do. And like you can sort of grow with them if that Mm. makes sense like they're going to grow up knowing who you are and that's what's going to develop like the next generation of Shane Dawson's and Jeffree Star's because I mean everyone that is like crazy fans of the likes of Jeffree Star now like they'll they'll Mm. be turning around and be like oh my god I've been following him since the days on MySpace like and that's that's the opportunity that you've got here with TikTok is to, you know, TikTok is a newish platform. It's still developing. You've got this really young crowd. So if you can build your fan base on this platform now, then you've got the potential for them to follow you for many, many years to come. You just, you've got to be strategic about it. I agree with you 100%. Like, they will grow up with you even though they are very young. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it has been 20 minutes. I didn't want to take you that long, but we were such in good such conversation um thank you for jumping on the phone and finally speaking to me I'm sorry that it took so long oh that's okay Um, I'm sorry I've been such a hard person to get a hold of no it's been a busy couple of months so yeah it was so nice speaking to you you too Um, I will let you go (laughs) um thank you so much and um I will be in touch soon all right bye. bye question time today i've got a question from taylor the serial swiper from episode one if you remember hi michaela so i've noticed you've been pretty preoccupied on your phone at the moment and i would love to know which tiktokers you've been watching and who's your absolute favorite at the moment my favorite tiktoker at the moment is at megan minaj um i'm pretty sure she's british but the funniest thing is that she does fan fictions like so she was a directioner one Direction of course I don't know why you guys don't know what I'm talking about by now but she was a directioner and uh, obviously still is because she keeps making these really on point like fan fiction things like really cliche Harry Styles she puts on an accent and she acts out all these fan fictions that we used to read and we used to go oh my god I wish that was me and it's so relatable I just think that like she's found her little niche like she's found that little thing that'll make her and get her up there like she's got um 29k followers but like you know we're gonna get up to 30 we're gonna get up to like 30 million because these fan are so bloody good okay so go follow her because I can't get enough and she has like different installments of the same fanfic so I am eagerly awaiting the next one um and yeah definitely give her a follow and check her out So that is the end of the episode. I hope you are now all very clued up 
on TikTok. Next week is going to be about comedy. Um, and then we might go back to TikTok. I'll have a look. I feel like I want to do another one. All right. So we're going to do another one on how to be TikTok famous. Yep. We're going to get there. But, you know, I have to get TikTok famous first or I at least have to find a few people to talk to. So I'm going to find some TikTok famous people. I'm going to try and become TikTok famous myself. And we'll talk about that. But definitely next week, comedy, comedy, comedy. And I'm going to be talking about how that has changed since um, social media has come around. Because, of course, social media has revolutionized everything in our life. And I have the beautiful guest, Lisa and Carol. So be sure to check out that. This podcast is also actually going to become a uni project from late November because I've already got this why am I going to start a new project for a unit so hopefully I'll be more motivated to do it I feel like I really will Um, I've got a few other things lined up as well to talk about and as you can see I'm planning my episodes so she gonna be consistent you know what this time you can at me guys (laughs) 